Talking about what's new with Los Angeles Clippers There's always so much to discuss Let's jump right in It's LA Clips Forum LA Clippers. It's LA Clips Forum with Jesse and Brian Welcome to the LA Clips Forum My name is Brian Andrew I am without Jesse today But I still have some rotten soldiers My sweet cheeses uh, Jake, how are you doing? I'm good, man How are you? How's everybody in here? I'm, I'm excited to be on again. Yes, sir. Uh, I heard you took a little trip yesterday. Was it? A, did you have a good time? Went to Petco Park. It was a great experience. Shout out the Padres. Shout out. Um, it's better than Dodger Stadium. So that's, I mean, that's all I can say. Yeah. But I loved it. I love Petco Park. Uh, what's up, Damo? How you doing? What's up, fellas? How's it going? Pretty good. Pretty good. Sure. I have a question for you. So for your intro, how long did it take you to rehearse it? Because it's like immaculate every time you say like, <laughs> you know, like, because most times when people do recordings, like they record like the intro and then mm-hmm. they just plug it in with the mm-hmm. editing. But you don't do that. You just say it every time pristine. So I just uh, want to know how long did it take you to rehearse? I'm pretty the sure the, the intros that the, when we first started doing the podcast were probably a little flat. But I, I've gone to the point where I just... I just like it just when I push record, I'm like, all right, I wait for my body to feel it. And then I just go for it. And then if it sucks, it's probably still good content. <laughs> so that, that's just, it's, that's, yeah, it's like word for word every week. It's the same. It's like <laughs> standardized, like the Pledge of Allegiance. Like, I, I just feel like, yeah, at some, at some point you get to like you, you want to have something that's very familiar at the beginning. But then I, I do kind of add like little sprinkles of something different every mm-hmm. time uh and especially with jesse because i feel like jesse's like for whatever reason the intro when me and jesse do it is always like slightly off like he doesn't How hear does he me because i'll be like uh and my co-host and jesse will i don't know take a bite out of a sandwich or something and be like jesse sandoval what's up guys and so like i'm like okay but like usually when it, when jesse's not here i could just be like, all right and then everyone just does their part right trent <laughs> i've heard jesse. you I, i've heard you uh been on the sidelines a little bit you know injury report dl how you feeling yeah, I came off the DL for the one game, one appearance last month with you guys, and then immediately went back on. I've had some health concerns that have uh, kept me out of, out of – uh, you'll hear it in my voice. It'll, I'll go really gravelly from time to time. I'm having some throat and, and esophageal problems, but uh, I've got a medication that's finally working for me, so I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready I'm to start t- kicking again. I'm going to tell you this, Trent. Regardless of all that going on, you still have the best voice out of us four. Yeah, it sounds great. I'm mm-hmm. like, dude, you can't even tell anything happening. Sounds sound great. I I personally feel like I have a very annoying voice. Like Same. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like. I feel like when people listen to the pod, they're like, hey, it's kind of fun, but that that guy sounds annoying. I I personally feel that way. Like if I had to listen to my own pod, I'd be like, man, that host is annoying. <laughs> <laughs> so I, every time we get Trent on, I feel like it, it helps people people's ears enjoy the pod more well i listen i listen to probably 20 podcasts a week uh different podcasts and some of them are weekly and some of them are three four times a week but i i basically i have a podcast going on in, the, in my head all day long when i'm cleaning or 
walking the kids to school or whatever, talking to the wife, you know, she gets mad at me because I'm sometimes I miss what she says, but, uh, you don't have that, that annoying of voice. I listen to some podcasts with some legit annoying voices and you're, you're not in that conversation yet. Yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, so probably the biggest news that's happened, um, in Clipperland this week is Paul George played with John Wall and Preston. And I don't know what Preston did at those, uh, run, uh those <laughs> pro-ams or whatever he was doing, those Rico Hines games. Because we were talking about, actually, the biggest news is schedule. But I just, I just wanted to start <laughs> off with that, uh, those UCLA runs. Because Musa and Moses Brown were there. You know, that's fine. You know? But, like, I didn't watch these. And the people say, like, everyone looked good. But with Paul George and John Wall in the court, I, I just want to know what Jason Preston was doing. <laughs> I just feel like he was just chilling in the corner. Who knows if he, if he was? I hope he knocked down any shots they got him. Yeah. <laughs> That's a wild lineup. One that you'll, you know, I I think it was Law Murray said you'll never see that during the season. <laughs> I'm sitting there. Yeah. Going, I, 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 bet. <laughs> I would say if we're playing Musa, Moses Brown, and Preston on the court, things are not going well. <laughs> Even the post got awry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or it's a total blowout. <laughs> But Damo said Lomer, before the pod that Lomery said that Jason Preston looks like an NBA point guard. Yeah, that's that's what I, I that's what I got from him, and, and you know it's good it's good to see him have some type of progression and growth. I mean, he started he looked better this summer league, and then he came down with like he got put in health and safety protocols, but he looked a little bit better. Um, he still looked sped up at times, and it looked like he had difficulties to get into his spots, but. Then again, it could just be his IQ of I'm um, gonna get to this final purpose to make a crazy across the body, across the per pass to a Brandon Boston or whoever it was open. And, and you know, that's probably how that's probably his MO. So it's hard to tell. From my understanding, he has a good IQ. So it's probably what he was trying to do initially. I feel like our team, like Jason Preston probably could be an NBA point guard. But I feel like our team is like five or six ball handlers deep before it gets to Jason Preston. And I just think like I don't know if like being on the Clippers is gonna help his cause get in like have real NBA minutes in his career or not. Maybe like having the veterans there and him sitting on the sidelines his first year just observing thing. I don't know. But I'm rooting for him. But I, I, I do think he'll be a, a, a pretty good Ontario Clipper. Uh going into next season uh, for sure he's he's a guy who relies not so much on his athleticism but on his intelligence and decision making to be an effective point guard and if he can put that together he's going to show out and that's something that never goes away that doesn't fade. you don't have bad days you know like i don't feel good so i'm not as fast today that happens it, when your your game is predicated on your intelligence your decision making th that stays with you all the time he looks like he's smart he he has really good vision. He can, he can make a good pass. He can get to a spot, kind of. I just don't know if the NBA speed is something he's equipped for yet. I haven't seen it yet. Maybe we'll see it next year. Maybe in the preseason. Yeah, it'll uh, take time, for sure. Um, like, for example, I feel like I am very intelligent. You know, I played basketball a good portion of my life. But I have been playing adult basketball on Sundays for the last month. It's the first time I've been playing basketball in two years. 
and I feel like I know what I'm doing, but I'm like a second slower than everybody. And I, I'm just like, I'm not there. I'm not getting to my spots as fast as I want to. And it's like, I see it and I know what I'm supposed to be doing, but I just can't get there and I can't just do it. And I feel like maybe Jason Preston is maybe in that stage where it's like, he knows what he's doing and he's a very good basketball player. And I, th- I also don't know if like having a three-time Canadian MVP uh, uh, basically playing behind him is helping his cause either. Because if you if you think about it, Xavier Moon actually has NBA experience on his resume too. I, I know you I know how you feel. I'm supposed to hoop with some guys on Sunday afternoons, but I'm so old and slow. I keep showing up on Monday. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it, it doesn't work out. Have, hey Brian, some, is up? it because your your reactions are a little slow, or your body just not moving as fast as you wanted to? Uh, a mix. I feel like my body is. Better than it has been in the past because I'm about 20 pounds lighter than I used to be. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like I haven't picked up a basketball in two years because of COVID. Right. And and then when I started playing again, it was like two weeks before the season started. And I was like, all right, you know, I'll just try to get some rhythm in. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like I don't have any rhythm out there. And yeah, I am like, I feel like every game, my reaction speed gets a little better, but mm-hmm. still, it's still not quite there yet. Yeah. And so I have a higher expectations of myself, but yeah, I'm pretty sure if we all hooped, Dama would dominate us in a game of 21. So, uh, maybe, maybe not. No, we'll I'm, I'm, I'm sure if it was us for it, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, let's get into the schedule. I feel like we that was a who would have thought Jason Preston would have been the a good the first 10 minutes of this pod. Uh, unexpected. Let's look at this uh, schedule. Before uh, before you move on, let's yeah. let's just really briefly give a shout out to uh, Musa and Preston and uh, Moses Brown for all being there for that and yeah. participating. They were playing against the Raptors, a legit group of of NBA players. That, like Scotty Barnes was there. Uh, they, they had a a whole crew. Basically, it was Toronto's mini camp. Yeah, so rotation guys. Kudos, kudos to the kids and and, uh, and Moses Brown for showing up and, and playing with with John and, and PG. Yeah, it's and, almost and, like a cheat code because Rico Hines is the Raptors' developmental coach as well. Right? Yeah. So it's like you guys are it's an unofficial, official, unofficial training camp for the Raptors. And and you know what, like Paul George, I feel like he just works out and plays with everybody on the roster, no matter who you are. Mm-hmm. And that and people who question Clipper leadership, I'm just saying, I think Paul George is a lit leader, legit leader. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's get into the schedule then. Uh, I think that's why we're all here. Uh, let's see. Let me pop this up before I get into some of my takes on it. Uh, what's uh, we'll, we'll go around. Uh, Damo, uh, what are your takes on the schedule? Um. I feel that the schedule is good. Um, I like the fact that we get all of our um, East Coast games out of the way um, around, I think it's before All-Star break. Um, so our last East Coast game is, I think, um, February 10th. Yeah. And I think that's, that's in Milwaukee. That's the last time we traveled to the East Coast. Yeah. And 
that's that's dope. I think the biggest thing that stood out to me initially was no fives and sevens. Um, the back-to-backs would be inevitable, um, but no fives and sevens, I felt, was was huge um, for us because we could get a little bit more like time to rest and won't be – I mean, yeah, we get one more back-to-back, but still, like, I mean, it won't be as much load management as I thought it would be with the fives and sevens. But yeah. – um, I, I I like the schedule. Um, the afternoon games is nothing we can do about that until we actually move. So those are expected. Um, yeah, the biggest thing that stood out to me was the um, the no fives and sevens, and any not going to the East Coast. You know, after All Star break is huge. So I signed up for the Ultimate Clips uh, pass, and I'm not I'm not gonna lie. I'm kind of excited that we have a lot of afternoon games. So I could just, you know, go to the game and then be able mm-hmm. to go to work the next day. Uh, that's that's where I'm at on those. Like, I understand it probably doesn't help our team's cause, but it is what it is. Those weekend afternoon games are the ones that my wife and I want to try and go to. We're going to drop yeah. the kids off with the with the grandparents and then shoot on out to, to Crypto.com Arena, if it's still named that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. For, for an afternoon of fun and Clippers basketball, and then we can all – we can make it home in time to get them in bed for – school the next day so yeah. hey I, i'm cool with that i think the first one we're going to is october 30th i'm with Ooh. you guys so, i'm with you guys i which, think which i think that's that? our first loss to be honest well, let me pop that back up let me see i had it right in front of me right now uh the 30th the pelicans the first yeah, i think one. that's our i think that's going to be our first loss of the season it could be uh jake what, what are your thoughts so uh i think after the all-star break i think we're 13 and 7 so 13 games at home seven away mm-hmm. uh all on the west coast yeah i never leave tell- the pacific time, i, I keep telling jesse brian and trent this is it it ain't gonna get better than this this is the best schedule we've gotten i think in the last 10 years Ages. i'm not playing yeah. You know, this, this, <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. We got a crazy, crazy homestand in March mm-hmm. about one, two, three, four, five, bro. Like, like eight, eight, eight home games and one away game in Portland. Like we, we can't make it up. You know what I'm saying? Like it, this is the best it could be. Um, it was, should add to the win totals now, you know, we'll get there when we get there. Right. But, uh, uh, <laughs> It looks good. The only problem I see is obviously um, when we head into March, we got like Golden State, Sacramento, and then it's like Memphis, Toronto, Knicks, Golden State, all in a row. And then we take a break with Orlando, but then we get Portland, which I'm sure is going to fight for a play-in spot. Um, So we'll see. I'm kind of surprised that the season ends pretty quick for us in April. Because uh, some guys play into like the second week of April or the third week, you know, but just, it ends April 8th for us. Ninth. Oh, ninth, ninth. Yeah. And um, December looks a little rough. Yeah. Uh, but even with the with how rough it looks, it's really not that bad because we only go to Charlotte, to Orlando, to Miami playoff team for sure. And then we come home to play all the tough games, mm-hmm. Boston, Phoenix, Minnesota. Um, and then we go away again, Philly, Toronto, Boston. But it's like evened out. Bro, this is the best schedule we've had in 10 years. Everybody should be so happy and excited. Yeah. I'll be at like 90% of these games this year. And also, to throw this out there, like 
December and January are always going to be uh rough tough yeah rough, uh months for a Clippers or Lakers schedule to be honest. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. when we moved to the Into a Dome, I don't think we had to worry about a Grammy road trip. Unless they, they move the Grammys to the Intuit Dome. <laughs> no, I, I would see the Grammys going to SoFi over into it first. W- which would still probably make the Clippers have to, you know. True that. Uh, you True. Know, so, I, 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 we have something to look forward to there as well, or where maybe we could have a little bit more of a balanced schedule. Mm-hmm. But I understand, like, the way this is set up, it's easy for the NBA to just be like, you know what, let's just give them a block of, bs games and this and then we could figure out the rest of the schedule one tiny thing i do want to point out in terms of like the east coast thing at the end of the season is we will have to play two games in a row against the grizzlies that's basically an east coast trip in my opinion just because they're in the western conference it's Mm -hmm. in tennessee and then immediately after that we play the pelicans and yeah. so we have we do in my opinion take three east coast trips it's just it's technically not eastern conference games but though we do take trips and that stretch at the end of march and it depends where everybody is at in terms of their season mm-hmm. like like we play the pelicans at home then we play the bulls then two games at memphis and then a game at new orleans so i don't mm-hmm. know where, where everyone's going to be at in terms of because you know at the end of the season some play some teams have already like figured out where their season's going to be at and then they decide that they're going to sit players not play back-to-backs and stuff like you know stuff like that yeah so like for example like we could have looked we could look at the suns on the final game of the year and be like oh that might be an important game or it might mean nothing to both i teams. mean nothing yeah right. so like i'm not going to say like that's going to be the toughest stretch uh we do play the lakers on the fifth and the Lakers could be playing for their playoff lives, or they could have already been out by ten games. Yeah. Uh, so we'll... I, I, my bet is that that's the day we eliminate them from playoff contention. So uh, take that. Yeah. Play in contention too. Play in contention. Yep. Play in contention. They're done. Okay. At that point, I'm done. Okay. Yeah. What I will say, what I will say is, from March 25th until April 9th would probably be the most uncertainty because we like that's the end of the season. Um. Is teams are jockeying for position. Um, so I don't. Some of the bottom end teams will be fighting for a playing, like probably like Portland may be fighting for a playing spot. Um, I don't know where Memphis. Memphis should be out of the playing. They should be playing for a top six. Um, the Pelicans may be trying to play for a top six, maybe a playing. So those games are kind of will be kind of important to them. Um, so I, I kind of don't know. Um, those, those are the most uncertainty of games from that stretch of the 25th to the 9th. You just don't know um, when it comes to seating purposes. And there's always going to be teams or at least one team that everyone doubted that's going to be like a top six team in the, whichever conference. And there's always going to be a team that we looked at that's going to be really good and they get like an injury or they just don't show up. Underperform. And mm-hmm. like, like, like I think the Suns are going to underperform this year. But I don't know if they're going to fall out of playoff contention and underperform. I just right. I just think they're not going to be a top three seed. And if they are a top three seed, I think that's worse for them. I know that sounds weird, <laughs> but I feel like it's like you're just trying too hard in this, the, the, the regular season. You guys, you guys have already done this twice already. You know, you guys, health should be the most important thing, especially with um, Chris Ball. Uh, let's look at these first 10 games. 
And we could probably even look at the first 15 or so. Uh, what do you guys think? So I'll, I'll run through it. We play at the Lakers, at the Kings. <laughs> we're, we're, I love that we're the Lakers home opener. I love it. I love it. We, we Then there's a back-to-back, which I think will factor into how well we do. Uh, but we're home for the we're home for the Suns. We're away for the Thunder. We're away for the Thunder. We're home for the Pelicans. We're home for the Rockets. Uh, then we're away for the Rockets. We're away for the Spurs, and then we're home for the Jazz. What do you guys predict that our record will be? And where is your level of concern? Like, what record is a concerning record after those first ten games for you? Uh, let's start. Let's start with Trent. After the first ten, uh, yeah, that's what we're looking at. We'll just you mentioned fifteen in there, so I just want to make sure we're. Well, on the I was same like, page. I was thinking we could do fifteen, but I think like let's do ten because ten looks like it's a lot easier, and then we do play some tough games in the next five. So let's do ten first, and then we'll see what the next record after that is okay with. Our schedule's chopped up really strangely. We have a lot of easier games in the front half of the season leading up to uh, Thanksgiving. And then we play a whole lot of tougher games and then some super tough games after the New Year's. And then we go back into easy after the All-Star break. So all in all, we have the second easiest strength of schedule based on projected win totals. That's great. All that's great. The first, I think the first 10 games are going to be really important as we get our footing, as we establish, you know, guys coming back from injury, guys settling in after having not played a long time and looking at you, John Wall. Uh, is PG 150% like uh, he looked like when he came back after the elbow injury last year? I would say that my guess on our first 10 games is crazy. Nine and one. Oof. I'm, you know what? I'm with you on that. I, and I think that if we are if we are six and four or worse, then – we can start panicking because we've lost a bunch of games or a handful of games, three games that we shouldn't have or more. If, if this team's fully healthy, if this team's fully healthy, which I, we should be on day one. There's two, be. there's two losable games in that scenario. You can make the you case know. for, you can make the case for three because there is two back-to-backs in this, in this, you know? And so like we, we might like, we might have full strength against, the the pelicans and then go half strength against the rockets and still you know maybe lose against the rockets because you know it, it could be a tighter game you never know the suns and the pelicans are probably the two toughest teams you can make the case a motivated lakers team in the first game maybe after getting their asses kicked to the warriors and and <laughs> You and there is quite a few home, uh, not quite a few road games necessarily, but there is like you know playing twice at that Thunder. You're like it's tough to beat a team twice in a row at their home court. You know there's, uh, and we had to play. That's that's basically it to be honest in terms of road games that might be concerning. I I think this team could go ten and zero. <laughs> I and, and oh, I'm it's a, possible. And I'm a realistic person. That's if everybody's healthy. Yeah, we'll probably get into something later about that. I th- I do think we I do think we could beat the Suns at home. I just it depends what we do with the Kings game. There, I think with the Kings game, I think I think Kawhi is gonna play and 
there's no way Kawhi is going to miss a home opener, you know, after being out for a whole season. Um, I think he's going to play maybe half the game versus the Kings. And I think he's going to get some more rest going into the Phoenix game. So I think we're going to go and play Phoenix at full strength on the home opener. Um, the I see us going nine and one as well. Worst case scenario, uh, it could be eight and two. Seventy three would be a little cause of concern because this is an easy schedule. Like, yeah, like you said, OKC would be tough to win back to back. But I mean, I feel we did it. We did it last year with Minnesota, and Minnesota to me was a better team. Um, yeah. Houston, the same way. Like Houston, OKC and Houston to me are the same. Where they're developing the young talent, they have a bunch of young guys. And Minnesota, at least, had at the time they had an All Star in Carl Anthony Towns and an emerging star in Anthony Edwards. Um, Houston and OKC, and D'Angelo Russell, two All Stars. I forgot you're right, two All Stars, <laughs> and and the menace and Patrick Beverly that they had. Yes, OKC and Houston don't have neither of those and we was able to beat minnesota back twice like that and we have you know a fully loaded team so um best case i see is going nine and one because i don't i don't think we're gonna have the energy um for that pelican game um on the 30th um i could be wrong hopefully i'm wrong but that's that's where i'm at with it uh jake you asked me i think we're gonna go seven and three um I see one of these OKC games. I think Kawhi takes off, or PG, which which whoever, and then uh, obviously this Pelicans uh, Houston. I also expect someone to sit. I don't know who. I don't know. Obviously, I don't know who's going to sit. Whether it's you know between them two, but um, I can easily see us drop Sacramento. Like they they killed us last year, and yeah, we mm-hmm. have the reinforcements this year, but. Early in the season, reacclimating to Kawhi, I can see us drop Pelicans or even Houston, just because the guys are so young and they're up and down on the court. Uh, we did have issues with teams that were younger and just were, you know, playing with like you know with nothing to lose last year. Right. We, and Shea we packed us up with a buzzer beater last year in yeah. Oklahoma. Yeah. So. Yeah. Just because Kawhi's back doesn't mean like a lot of these things. There will be some adjustments, you know, yeah. and. But I'm with uh, Trent. If we go six and four, like there's cause for concern off the top. Like if we go anywhere near six and four, five and five, even seven and three to me is like a little shaky because these games to me are legit reps for Kawhi to get. It almost feels like the NBA was like, yo, we're going we're gonna to give you guys some, you know, some some scrimmages before. Ramp up time. I'm not, not, yeah, I'm not even being disrespectful. Like, it's clear. Sam Presti himself has said it. This team is looking to win championships. Like, if you play mm-hmm. OKC two times in three days, Houston, Houston, Spurs, those are all lottery teams. Mm-hmm. Like, you, so Utah. Utah, and then Cleveland, which is a playoff team. Um, now, the Laker game, whatever, if, you know, win or lose it, whatever, if it counts turning this towards the seven and three. <laughs> We just have to make up for it in these other games right here, like these winnable games. You can't yeah. drop the winnable ones. Exactly. You know? it, and that's that's that, that was my take always in terms of sports. You have to win the games you're supposed to win. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't want to put yourself in a position where you have to win games that are tougher. 
Like, you know, I have three, I have three scenarios. There's games you're supposed to win. There's those 50, 50 games. And then there's games that, you know, on paper, you might just lose, but if you could steal a few of those and then that can make up for some of the games you're supposed to win that you blew somehow or some. And I think the Clippers situation, like on paper, we should win all these games, but we know being smart fans, Kawhi's not going to play in every single game in these. Mm-hmm. And, and it could be that my take on it is everyone's saying that Kawhi and Paul George are not going to do back-to-backs. I think they should do back-to-backs at the beginning of the season. And well, then, yeah. minutes. And then play shorter minutes. Yeah, play shorter minutes. And then eventually, like if you're playing the Kings and Paul George and Kawhi start – play the whole not the whole first half but you know they play their normal amount of minutes in the first half and they're up by 25 then maybe they play five additional minutes in the third and they call it a game you know it's right so 20 minutes a game as opposed to 30 plus absolutely because the way i look at it is do you do you play the the kings maybe what you say they are going to sit back to backs it's just it's scheduled that way and they're just going to do it do you get the for sure win with the kings and be able to run the sets you want to run because you know they're a younger would, team, and then would, and then and then you just you know like kind of like all right, we'll let the Suns have the first, but that's the first, that's the home opener. Home like, opener. You know that that's 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 a tough thing to think. Like, and, and you know also with I took into account too with the with the first ten games of the schedule is like we have two or three guys as as capable of being starter on any other team who's coming off the bench. You know, um, depending on what you do with John or Reggie, who started at the point, both of those guys are starters. So you have one of those guys coming off the bench. You have Norman Powell, who will be a starter, I feel, on about Probably 27. 20 teams. Yeah, 20, yeah. 20, 20 plus 20, teams. Yeah, other teams. And then you also have, you know, Robert Covington as well, who, you know, or, you know, Baton that could, you know, they're they're good they're good players in their role and they on any given night we've seen it they could they could get hot the same with Amir Coffee I feel like when we play these younger teams I feel that's when you're going to see a lot more Luke uh, Terrence Mann Amir Coffee uh, to keep it with the energy um, so I just I just think it depends it goes to on coaching too how Ty Lue decides he wants to do things we do know Ty Lue is stubborn or not stubborn but he when he he, he sticks with a lineup for a while, you know. He sticks with a lineup for a while just to try to see it through, um, see if it fully works, and then he he'll adjust. So it it just it just depends, uh, to be honest. But um, it, I do it, think that do we we have the benefit of having three legit starters coming off our bench. It, it also also like to your point. Unless Ty figures it out in the preseason, which he mm-hmm. may or he may not. He might be like, all right, in the Kings game or the Lakers game, we'll have John Wall start. In the Kings game, we'll have Reggie Jackson start. In the Suns game, we'll have John Wall start. And just kind of switch it off to see which one looks better in the first 10 games. And then after the first 10 games, because, you know, Ty Lue does have that 10-game rule too. Mm-hmm. And this is a really good 10 games to figure out, like, which one looks the best. Yeah. And which players come off the bench and which rotations look better. So, like, if we do go seven and three, but I could tell Ty is figuring things out, I might not be too concerned. But, like, you got to win the games you're supposed to win. Yeah. So, I also could see 
if they have Kawhi play the back to back, but then he like like Jake said, he sits against the Thunder then. So it's like, all right, you played the back to back. We appreciate it. You're not gonna sit at this game against the Thunder. Mm-hmm. And how many of these games are we gonna have without PG and Kawhi? Because yeah, that's I, gonna happen. That's happening. I, because I do think there's gonna be some games where we're gonna have one or the other. Yeah. And and that's fine, but it does take the team down just a notch that we don't have both. And then that uh, might mean, it just means we're getting a mere coffee minutes. Which is fine, which is fine, but like that 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 means like that means like if we play the Kings without Mm -hmm. Kawhi, then you know it means the Kings could you know you know be a little bit more level with us, not entirely level, but you know like it gives them a puncher's chance. You know, same thing with like the Jazz because my thing is the play-in tournament this year is going to be full of teams that have really meh rosters. But at least have one star to carry him through the season. And I think it's going to be tough. I think the plan is going to be tough this so, year. So, so keep in mind, like that Jazz team, unless they pull off a trade, it's still going to have Donovan Mitchell and a Patrick Beverly, who is dedicated to get whatever team he's on into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Both so, of those guys are going to be playing outside of Utah by November first. That Both would that would be the case. But if not, that could be a tough. <laughs> that, that 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 could be a game where, like, if we decide not to play one of our guys, could they could slip? Because that's. That's the first game of a back-to-back against the Cavs, and the Cavs are the tougher team after that. I've got a, I've got a question for you. If you have a fragile superstar like Donovan Mitchell who's got a bit of an ego issue, isn't the last thing you want to bring him into training camp with Patrick Beverly? Probably, probably. Like one of these two's got to go. I'm not, well, the thing well, I think with that, I think Pat Bev, give him credit i think he's a he's a better leader than people give him credit for absolutely so if anything i think pat bev could get donovan to buy in the guy that i would be fearful to have in the training camp with donovan Mitchell would be jimmy butler because uh, jimmy butler is kind of <laughs> unfiltered mm-hmm. um, but going back to the schedule like the first part of the schedule then i guess we can move on i kind of look at the first like five or six games as preseason games no disrespect to those teams but they're like a real the first three teams are within the same division of us. Um, yeah, I look at pre- the actual preseason as an extension of training camp with four scrimmages against other teams. Um, so I think the first like five, four or five games or so would still be like you said t- to your point, Brian. Um, probably figuring out more of the lineups and what he's gonna do. Like you know, John Walker start opening night. Then Reggie start, then John Wall start, just to see which which unit meshes the best. But um, I do look at the first four or five games as part of like preseason, just based off of how the, the schedule is. Um, I guess the teams are uh, still trying to figure things out. Do you guys think Paul George and Kawhi play any of the preseason games? Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Okay, uh, I just want to check in on that. I just think that these games here, the Dallas, the Phoenix games, the not really the Pelicans um golden state obviously like those marquee games that of the teams that could possibly be like a top four seed you got to have the stars play because of tiebreaker reasons Mm -hmm. like it just makes you got to give yourself the best chance or else we're going to end up asked out in march or april when the tiebreakers are coming in so it's like you know what i i go back to the sacramento phoenix thing i would probably sit Kawhi in the sacramento game if he wants it and then play him at the home opener and then well, whatever after that, however they want to go. The way the way I look at it, and I was telling, I was me and Jake were off camera talking about this at one point. Is 
if we're going to be the deepest team in the NBA, then we need to be outscoring everybody's bench. Yeah. And not only that, if Norman Powell's coming off the bench, he single-handedly should be outscoring some of these benches this year. Like, that's what he's there to do. Mm-hmm. And when he's in there with Kawhi and Paul George, he's not there to score necessarily. He's there to have some gravity to make it easier on Paul George and Kawhi. But the way I look at it, too, is like, for example, when we play the Lakers, you could you could, you could, could say what you want, but maybe the Lakers will be motivated after getting their asses kicked to the Warriors. Let's just say we drop it by a couple points. You know, Kawhi only plays 20 minutes. Or you know, those things could happen. Then we don't play anybody in the Kings game because we want to have them rested for the Suns. And let's just say we drop the Kings game and then we drop the Suns game because, you know, the Suns are a pretty good team, too. Would you guys be concerned if we started 0-3? Oh, if, if we start 0-3, there is an absolute issue. Bro, they have no – my thing is there's no excuse. <laughs> like, like, you got to win. Like, you got to win. You got you to go 2-1. and one. Right. You got you to go 2-1. and one. If I'm if, – bro – it's just like the optics of it. You know what I'm saying? I get it. Sacramento play, Sacramento plays is pretty tough. And they've actually got a little better this season, like roster-wise. They draft know, they, they draft well, and they actually have a veteran piece. He doesn't play defense, but, you know. I don't know a- how the – like, I don't know how the team is going to move forward, but the team is decent on paper. Like, it's decent. It's not the worst thing in the world. And they have a defensive-minded coach with a young, yeah. a young the- defensive guard and, you know, Davion Mitchell – is going to get after it. The, the Kings, I the, think Kings the Kings should be a team fighting for the play-in. To be I was going to say the Kings I should have been in the play-in the last three years, and they just haven't figured it out. And I can't figure out why. That's. The I case. just think if, if we lose to the, if we lose to the Lakers, let's let's put it out there. We lose to the Lakers. <laughs> we beat Sacramento, but then we lose to Phoenix. I'm going to be like, well, all right, that's like, you know, it's like it don't it don't look good. But then we go to Oklahoma. We win both Oklahoma games. That leaves us what two three and two? two, two, three and two, or two and two. Three and two. Three and two. Okay, so we're three. And then we go to New Orleans. Well, we come home from New Orleans, and let's say we drop one of those. It's like. But then that puts us around six or six and four. And and that's when we're in trouble. And that's we'll be be in trouble. But at least we'd be coming out of the six and four with probably our first three losses of that in the first four or five games. So it's. It's still bad because, like, you're losing to teams that. You know, it's like it's like we're beating teams we're supposed to, then we're losing teams like we're supposed to. It seems like we'll be a middle of the pack type of team, and that's not good enough for a title contender. I, I, I personally feel like we can't go into that second game of the season against the Kings and sleep on them. No, I don't think I, so either. No, I don't think so. Not when it's you early can't do like that. that. You can't do that with any of these teams. Like you have to go. That, that was our problem with the first that nineteen twenty season is that we didn't really have a whole lot of cohesion. Um, granted, like we had a certain training camp, PG missed the first part of the season, recovered from shoulder surgeries. Um, but a lot of times we just rolled the ball out thinking like we could out talent guys and it would be all right. And we was getting it was a lot of games, we were getting smacked with Doc well, Rivers we, we, coaching that team. Yeah, I call that the Doc Rivers special. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, smacked. if we just keep playing, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Trent, I, I could tell like you were uh, you, you had some stuff you want to say while we were giving the Kings too much credit. Uh, <laughs> It's the Kings, man. This It's a franchise that hasn't been able to get out of its own way for almost two full decades. They haven't yeah. been to a playoff series since Chris Webber was on their team. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. The, the Kings may have, quote, unquote, talent, and they, they do. But does it fit together? Does it work together? Is De'Aaron Fox really the, the, the leader that that team needs? Is DeMontis Sabotis going to get buy-in from all the other guys? 
I like Sabonis a lot. lot. I like Sabonis. They're going to be playing a lot of young guys like Davion Mitchell, Keegan Murray. I mean, it's a good team on paper. Uh, Well, goodish team on paper. Plus, Mike Brown, this is his first year with them. And it's his first year back as a head coach in a while. NBA rivals moment. Let's do this real quick. Oh, shoot. Let's do this. All right. Between the Rockets and the Kings, who do you think is better? Kings. Between the Kings Mm. and the Thunder, who do you think is better? Kings. Between the Kings and the Lakers, who do you think is better? Lakers. Kings. I think the Lakers are better. <laughs> I, I would say the Kings. Kings The Kings have a better chance of being more healthy, which could result in more wins. But I would say if they were playing opening night fully healthy, the Lakers are technically better. Uh, yeah. Other, I'm trying to think of other <laughs> bottom-tier teams. The Jazz or the Kings? Kings, probably Kings. the jet, probably the Jazz with Donovan Mitchell, right? But that's all. But that's all. him that, and Jordan that, Clarkson. Where else are they getting scoring from? That Jazz that, roster now has no big. Exactly, they have no size at all. It's basically like twelve guards and Bogdanovich. Yeah, yeah. Mitchell's gone just because, just because it's like. And I, and I think and Patrick if, Patrick Bev. Front. Patrick Bev, that's the first time I think ever, anyone's ever called him that. <laughs> Patrick <laughs> Bev, uh, he's only going to play on that team if Mitchell's there. I think right. that's the case. So and from what from what reports from what they're saying with Mitchell, a deal is done. They just working on formalities, you know. So I don't know Mitchell's, what Mitchell's I don't know what truth is that, but a deal is already done. It's just I guess working on formalities. But yeah, um, Kings are better than Jazz, right? The, uh, the Jazz have they're like. To me, Dada Dimensional was still being on the Jazz and not comparing the two because they're, you know, it's a big gap between the two. But you have a puncher's chance with Utah winning the game, same how you have a puncher's chance with Portland winning the game because how nuclear like Dame Lillard could go off. And I feel Donovan Mitchell has that same type of scoring ability to go off, but he's not the same type of player as Donovan. I also think the Blazers, yeah, the Blazers also have. This is the best core I think Lillard's ever gonna ha- has had in years. Like in terms of, uh, like in terms of scoring, I would say no. Like he doesn't have the like they used to just outscore teams and like win games one hundred and twenty five to one hundred and twenty two, but now they're gonna be in position where they actually have a few, I would say, athletic defensive players to complement Lillard, and hopefully Lillard could still be Lillard. And if you can't, then they're they're not in good shape. Uh, but then they have Simons and stuff like that. I think like they this is probably the most complete team they have that they've had in the last, I would say three or four years. But it's still a playing team. So yeah. leading going with that, are the Kings better than the Blazers? Oh no. All right, so the Kings are still in that like eleven seed level probably could beat someone if they have a bad year into the 10th but like for the most part but you know but i'm just saying like if they're going to be in that 9 10 game yeah you think they're so? going to be in that 9 10 game and they're probably going to lose it yeah but they're going to be in that 9 10 game no i just i just so i because I, I feel like the kings do deserve some some respect <laughs> i just don't know but they, i'm not saying they don't yes. need to get it <laughs> but I, uh, uh, all right. I put him over the Lakers because I've got no, I got no respect for that Lakers team. The way it's constructed is a joke. The the reason I wanted to bring up fifteen games originally, but I decided to go with ten because ten's a little easier to do the math with. Is in the first fifteen games though, we play the Lakers twice and we play the Rockets three times. 
Mm-hmm. And if we could go three and zero against that Rockets team, because like the Rockets team's young, and they have talent too, but like I, it's going to take time for them to still figure it out. And I don't think they're going to figure it out in the first fifteen games. So if we yeah. could get three wins against the Rockets, possibly two wins against the Lakers, I don't know. I have I have no idea who's going to be on that Nets floor <laughs> when they play when we play them on the twelfth. That's uh, true. And, you know, so the Cavs are a tough team, and then you know the Mavs, and you know with Luca, you never know. So and but then we play the Pistons, the Spurs, the Jazz again before we play the Warriors and the Nuggets. Like so, there's a lot of winnable games in this first like month and a half of of basketball, and mm-hmm. we play the Jazz one, two, three times in the in the month of November. So like I I just feel like there's a lot of winnable games. If at the end of November we're flirting with 500, I'll be very concerned. Yeah. I mean, I have us at the end of November being 17 to 5. But that's me being optimistic. I'll take it. Very optimistic. I'll take it too. I'll take it. 17 and 5? Yeah. I'll take by it. By the end of November. What lo- what losses do you have? Do you have the Nuggets and Warriors? I have the, the Pelicans as a loss. I have Cleveland as a loss. That second Laker game as a loss. Dallas and Golden State as losses. Okay. And then we play the we play the Nuggets at home, because we are eventually going to beat some of these good teams. But we are going to probably mm-hmm. lose a couple bad games. You know, we back to backs. We have a, a Blazers back to back and a Jazz back to back at the end of November. We have a back to back with the Rockets and the Mavericks in the middle of November. A lot of Rocket back to backs, and we yeah. have the Jazz and the Cavs on the back to back. And uh, in October, we have the Suns-Kings one. And we have the Pelicans-Rockets one. So Yeah, we have we have 15 total back-to-backs, and people complain about that. You know, it's, we're we tied had 14 for, last first. year. We had 14 last year. The lowest you get is 12. Yeah. Like, there's a bunch of teams tied with 12. So, I, I mean, the difference between 15 and 12, it's not, that it's not that bad. But only four of those 15 back-to-backs – feature two teams who were in the playoffs last year. Yeah. So those back-to-backs have a tendency to be either split between a playoff team and a non-playoff team or, you know, be two non-playoff teams. We have a couple of those from mm-hmm. last year. So, I mean, we'll I'm, see. I'm not concerned you gotta about that. you got to play them as they come up. I mean, yeah, we, uh, don't, we, don't, we don't have any five and sevens. I think the five and sevens are a lot worse than, like, yeah. I, I would take one more back-to-back than taking any five and sevens. Because sure. in five and sevens, you have two back to backs in there anyway. <laughs> you know it is. So. Yep. Uh, back to backs haven't been a huge problem for us. Afternoon games haven't been a huge problem for us since Ty Lue took over. You know, it, it, ironically, what we what we seem to struggle with is days games where we have multiple days off before the game. Like yeah. those are the times where we struggle, which yeah. just makes no sense to me. But I don't, I don't know. I, too. I remember um, in the Doc Air regime, we had a um, it was a it was a weekend back to back. We played the Knicks. No, we played the Grizzlies, and then we played the Knicks. And Paul George saw the first half of the back to back, then Kawhi saw the second half of the back to back. And I went to that that game against the Grizzlies, and we got tore to shreds. Like it was <laughs> it was terrible. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn. I, just, I left probably like. At the start of the fourth, like it was no chance we was winning this game. It was just bad. Yeah, but you gotta be traffic. Like a lot of people get into like, sports <laughs> fandom. Like you gotta, you gotta, 
you know, you got to stay for like the, you know, the whole game in LA. No, if you have a chance to be traffic, you take it like that. Yeah. This, this we're not doing, we're not doing this game in Provo. Cause okay. I'll tell you the story. We, we, I went to a BYU football game one time and BYU is getting their asses kicked. And then some, then this family leaves and some guy shouts at him like, Hey, a real fan wouldn't leave before the game's over. And then he ended up leaving with like a minute left himself. <laughs> but, but, wow. but like, and like I was like, I guess there's not a lot of traffic out here or something. Like but I was like, in LA, if you have an opportunity to beat the other eighteen thousand people that are trying to leave, whatever you're <laughs> mm-hmm. at, please do so. Not to mention the other, you know, ten million people who are on the road at any given time in the greater Los Angeles area. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. No, nah, that was just me being a sore loser. Like, if, if we're blowing the team out and we're winning, like, I'm staying until then because I love to hear California love at the end of the, the games. Like, Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's different. But if, if we're getting our ass beat, like, I'm leaving. Like, I'm a sore no. loser when it comes to that. Like, <laughs> you, you, I'll no, see I, you guys next time. I, I totally agree with you. Uh, let's go into win totals. <laughs> uh, we this, talked about this a little bit before the pod, and we realized this is going to be interesting. This, so just, this, just ahead, this could get hot. Bro, this could get hot. Just a heads up, the the over and under has been 51 and a half, I believe I've seen. And depends on where you go. I've seen 52 and a half. And I think it was a 153 and a half. So yeah. Somewhere in the low 50s. So everybody give their let's just give out numbers first. And then we will I'll ask my 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 question. All right, so uh, so let's do Dama first. What's what's how many so games you initially when I broke down the schedule, looking at all the you know must wins and the games we should be winning. Hot take: I had us going sixty-seven and fifteen. <laughs> um, but now I'll take I it. Jumped, when I jumped down to like being realistic, um, we probably going to go maybe lose 10 of those i'll say probably 57 and 25 as the to finish the season i think the games where we're really going to start clicking and gelling mid-december until um all-star break and you know before up until all-star break, i think we're going to really see the team's full potential i think after all-star break going into march i think we're going to like not take our foot off the gas pedal a little bit but i think um we already know where we're going to kind of be at. We're going to start, like, I guess, resting guys' legs for the playoffs. So probably, like, mid-March, uh, we'll probably, like, start, like, resting guys a little bit more uh, so they could be a little bit fresher for the playoffs. But I think we're going to really hit a, a good stride in December and January and mid-February. Yeah. Like, well, like a lot of those Eastern Conference games are tough because they're on the East Coast. But at the same mm-hmm. time, like, the Eastern Conference overall is not that tough. Like we got games against like Charlotte, Orlando, Miami, Washington, and in the stretch, like those are winnable games to me. I don't think Miami has done enough to be that a threat like they once was, and they lost PJ Tucker. And you know, then we got Boston, and then we got play Minnesota, then we play Philly and Washington and Charlotte again, and then Philly again. I mean, I'm sorry, Phoenix. Then we play Washington, Charlotte, Philly, and Detroit, Toronto, like Boston, Indiana, like. I think those are, for the most part, a lot of winnable games for us. Um, you know, I just think I just think playing, we're going to get our find our rhythm and find our stride, and we're going to see some good Clippers basketball um, doing that doing those stretches. All right, Trent, 
I'm going franchise record, 58 and 24. Mm. 58. All right. I like it. Uh, I do believe if the team could stay healthy, we'll beat the franchise record. There we go. You're showing it to me. Uh, there you go. Uh, if we could stay healthy, we'll beat the franchise record for wins this year. This is the best team we've ever had. 56, I believe, right? Yeah, I believe 56 is the record, so we'd at least get 57. 57? If we had 57 wins last year, we would have been uh, second place in the second. West. Uh, I, I also don't think anybody's pulling down 64 wins in the West this year. That Suns 64 wins last year, that was – I don't know how you get there, but not this time. I want to say 58 and one seed. Oh, all right. Uh, Jake. Oh, man. I want 54, <laughs> 55. Like, I'm with you guys. I'm with Trent. I really want the 58. Um, <laughs> I got a really hot take for y'all, and I know it's going to be, like, kind of, you know, going to drive people a little nuts or whatever. I got them at 49. 49 no, or 50. No, You no. read too much ESPN. Yeah. That's what yeah. it is. Yeah. yeah. No, good. ESPN had us at 50. So, if we were 49 wins last year, we would be the 50. Yeah. So yes. get shoot and you know what? Like that's where ESPN has us predicted. So uh right. Jake, give give it give us your reasons. I bro, I like even hurt to say this, you know what I'm saying? Maybe it's I don't want to get my expectations high, or maybe like I'm just tripping, you know, because I because I cause I cause just be tripping. I think we're gonna underperform a little bit. Um sometimes too much depth is like not a good thing. And um, <laughs> bro, I don't know. I don't know. Like I want, I want to be like at the 50. I just, we've never been there. And the time that we were there, I think what 2013 we lost mm. in the first round. Like, I don't know. I just have a feeling that we're just going to sit a lot and we're going to disrespect the season. Um, that that could what, be the case. And by, and what I mean by disrespect the season is like, we're just not going to take it serious. You know, like we're, we're going to go into games thinking I, it is what it is. And then we're going to get smacked, you know, here and there. Like, I, I, it, I mean, we saw it happened to us last year when, yeah. when Luca came into town and put 50, like we lost by 50. Oh, that was the Christmas, that, that day was after the Christmas game. That was the year yeah. after. And Kawhi was, didn't yeah. play. And, and Kawhi didn't after, play. But that's, and it was but, afternoon game. But that's what I'm saying, right? Like we have what, 13 afternoon games this year or 13 or 14, they said. Um, I think it's 14. It can be like any like any little dumb thing that could be around. It could be like, oh, we're we're playing the Houston Rockets at one PM and Jalen Green goes for 40. And yeah. we're over here scratching our heads, like, oh, well, we lost by twenty-two. And it's just like it's like, all right, we gotta chalk it up to just well, Jalen Green going off. <laughs> before before we know. start, and this is what I meant earlier when I said like before we gave the Pelicans credit last year, because now we, we all think the Pelicans are a decent team. Yeah, we, we were like going into these games like, why the hell are we losing by 25 points to the Pelicans? And uh, Valshunas was just like, you know, Steph Curry out there. And we're like, why is this happening? There's always going to be that team where we're like, we're going to go in thinking it's a for sure win. And then we realize it's not. Like, and, yeah. like Brian, I think I think um, like I was reading The Athletic and apparently like we're going to cruise the season. Yeah. And if that's the case, champions don't disrespect the season. I'm sorry. It's just how can it you is. Uh, can you though for one second imagine yeah. Ty Lue cruising the season? 
Can you no, imagine him just because, going? Uh, he didn't whatever. do it last year. He didn't do it last year. He didn't. He refused to do he, it last year. He respected year. the season. Respected as, the season. As long as you can respect, I, like I tell Trent and Brian all the time, as long as we can respect the season and stay a top three seed, we have a chance, like yeah. to really win a title. You got to be a top three seed. Are you Are you ready for me to change your season? Change the way you look at this season right hit me, now. Hit me! Hit me! Hit me! Hit me! Hit me! All right, you've you've told us so many times. This is it, baby. This, this is, is it. it. This dude, is the time. Dude, this is the dude, time. I, I this people, is the season. Trent said it the best. It's it's time to be the Yankees. Like it's time. It's time. Like, it's time. I'm it's trying time. to be the Yankees. I'm trying. Like I'm trying to be that that the premier paychecks, franchise. The paychecks are signed. It's yeah, time it's to time. be. Yankees. This is it. This is. Can it. I can I ask a question, Jake? Hit um, me, hit me, hit me. Why do you think that we're going to coast the season? I just like, think that. Do you what, think it's a player in particular, or players in particular, or just what the coaching staff or the front I, office? I don't think it's player in particular, or like I don't even think if it's coaching staff. I just think that they're just going to be overly cautious with the load management. Uh, I just feel like the beginning of the season, like kind of like you said, like you know how like you said March they're going to sit people. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to even go further than that. I think they're going to go like February, and it's going to be like, all right, we're really going to chill out and have guys sit. And a lot of fans are going to be infuriated and they're going to be like, what is going on? We've kind of seen it already in the past, you know, like fans kind of giving shit to people or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I just think that like, I mean, I would hope not, but I just think that we're just going to kind of coast the season a little bit but, and cool it. I don't you know. believe it though. You believe it. This is the year. No, this I is Trent, the, Trent, this is trust it, me. I'm right? trying to think like with my brain and not like an over, well, <laughs> like overhyped well, fans. Didn't you know, but, that's, but that's part of it. Well, yeah. then you're gonna believe it. You need to get on board and live the hype train if, if and we can enjoy this season. If we can go 54 wins, if we can go 54 wins, 53 That's a wins, great we're NBA, we're title contenders. I was gonna say, okay. Tyloo's also mentioned that he'd rather have a healthy team in the playoffs than a higher seed. And yeah. I do, and I do think, like, keep in mind too, like to Jake's point, what could happen is we sit both players on, like, for example, that Kings Phoenix series, and, I'm, and there's gonna be a lot of moments this year where we have a really bad team. Mm-hmm. versus a really good team. And unless Paul George is playing both back-to-backs, uh, unless he's playing both games in the back-to-back, we might sit both of them in, like, the Kings game or, like, you know, because I think there's another back-to-back later in the series in the season where we play the Warriors mm-hmm. and the Kings on the back-to-back. We might sit them in the Kings game, but then we lose the Kings game because, you know, it's a it's a little bit more of an even game. Like, we, we love our bench, but, like, our bench still lost 40, 40 games last year. Like, they could still lose those kind of games. Right. And then and then we go play the better team with the full roster and still might lose that game. And then now we lost both games instead of trying to pick take one up, you know, pick one up. Right. So like that could happen more than once this year where we like we sit a team thinking we're going to take the for sure L or something. And then we end up losing both games. And you know what? I, I could be naive to this, but I look at this, you know, going this offseason going into this season, very, very similar to the Raptors. Like. The Raptors finished 58 and 24 the year they won a championship. That's the record that Trent predicted. Kawhi, the year previous to that, you know, he missed the whole year due to injury. He -hmm. came back low managed and still managed to play 60 games. This is the and then on top of that, like a little, you know, looking at patterns, the year Paul George was in top MVP and top defensive player of the year. Candidate was that same season, and he also that summer before spent a lot of times at the Rico Hines workouts. He spent times at the Rico Hines workouts. Now, I don't know. Maybe it's just you know I'm looking for a pattern. I got I got something for you, Domo. I think that um, 
if uh and this is gonna be good this is good because I, I don't know if people are gonna agree but like if we do get to that 58 win mark we have to have an mvp considered player like like under consideration right i agree like there yeah. has to be at 58 wins like you gotta have an mvp a pg is gonna be the mvp like with you. for for our team it's not gonna be Kawhi. it's gonna be it's gonna be pg i'm, I'm with you on that uh yeah I have him at fifty three, and I and that's good I'll enough to that get too. that. That's good enough yeah. to get the third seed, um, possibly the four seed. Like and like the trend said, I don't think we have another sixty four win team, so it could possibly get us to the second seed. It depends if it depends how much parity is in the Western Conference. And I do think there will be a lot more parity this mm-hmm. year, uh, but parity could be a bad thing for the Clippers seeding because they could get fifty something wins and still maybe end up like fifth. Fourth. Yeah, yeah like tied fifth, for fourth, you know? fifth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we could have a great season, or we could have a very like eh season and still get fifth, fourth, or fifth yeah. seed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna throw this out there though, because everyone's saying like you need to get the third seed. Uh, and I know Trent's gonna disagree with this, but I'm just gonna I'm I'm, I'm gonna say it because you know <laughs> it's it's good podcast content. We could get the third seed, and the Lakers get the sixth seed. We're not going to have home court advantage that first that first series at all, at all. Mm-hmm. And the crowds are, want that. The crowds are going to be 80, 20, 90, 10 Laker fans. Keep and and it, and if we win that series, it's going to be sweet. But if we're trying to get the third seed to have home field home court advantage throughout the playoffs, we're not going to get home court advantage that first round. You know what? I kind of want that. And, and then and we I, might lose it in the if we play the second seed. And then we might lose it again if we play the first. So getting the third seed doesn't guarantee that we're going to have home court advantage at all. The getting playoffs. getting the first seed is more likely a Lakers matchup than the than the third. Yeah, because yeah, getting them getting them to win the the, the secondary play in turn play in game is more yeah. likely than them finishing sixth. Right. If they were six and that were to happen, Brian, I would be nervous. You know what I'm saying? But give, given like given everything. Bro, just bring the fades already. Like, bring everything. Mm-hmm. Like, I, 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 I just and, bring everything. And you, and you know what? To add to your point, Jake, like, it would make if, if we win it that year, well, this year, it would make winning that championship so valid, especially like out here because, like, we knocked off the Lakers in the first round. We, like, we play, if we were a third seed, that means we're playing the second seed in the second round. So it's probably Denver, Golden State, maybe Phoenix, depending on how their season play out, maybe Dallas. Yeah. We knock out one of them, then we knock out one of those other teams to get to finals. That just makes our finals run like historic. And if the Lakers don't have AD and it's just LeBron and Russell and Lonnie Walker out there, then yeah, sure, I'll, I'll take that series. And to be honest, that 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 crowd of <laughs> that crowd advantage won't matter if the Lakers go down like 3-0. By game four, it'll probably swing more Clippers. I feel like at that point, it's just like whatever. Like at this point, it's if we get Golden State, if we get the Lakers, if we get mm-hmm. like it don't matter. Just bring whoever. I, and I, I would I would rather I would be more uh, mentally prepared to play the Warriors or the Suns than the Lakers in the first round. Me too. Mentally. I think so. I think I would too. Like because there's so much that hangs with. I ain't even gonna get into it. The the, the basketball <laughs> god. The Lakers have LeBron, AD, and the basketball gods behind them. Adam Silver and everybody else <laughs> in the NBA, PA, and all that. No, I get behind it. Them. You I know, get it. It, mm-hmm. it, they'll have every advantage in the book. They're and, playing the basketball, Tom Brady. But like, yeah. like I told you yesterday, though, Tom Brady lost this past year. Lost. He lost yep. in the playoffs. Got cooked. And so, um, here we are. Uh, so <laughs> let's 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 get into the. You know what? I had fifty-seven down. I'm gonna switch it to fifty-eight because Trent said fifty-eight. 
so so what's more likely to happen calendar up here what's more what's more likely to happen we have injury concerns and we fall to 49 wins or everyone stays healthy and we get 58 y'all already know the answer to this (laughs) i i think it's more i think it's most likely that we go with health concerns and we fall to 49 (laughs) if i was a betting person someone and someone said hey you need to get this bet right. I'm like, oh yeah, we're gonna have like a rough December. Someone's gonna have like I don't know their appendix removed in around Christmas time. And, God, you know, like, <laughs> like something's gonna happen. Someone's gonna twist an ankle. Everyone's gonna be like, it's a two to it's a day to day thing and ends up being a month thing. You know, it we're more we're most likely to fall to 49 than to be healthy and get up to 58. Uh, Trent, <laughs> Grant, no, no. We are more likely to finish with 58 wins and have a Paul George MVP candidate. I love it, Trent. Let's you, Trent. go, Trent. There we go. Let's Trent. go, Trent. There we because go. The only time. injuries we're going to see is maybe it's, a mild ankle sprain or something time. like that. We're, we're, I don't think we're going to get any injuries. I what I am injuries. concerned with, I'll tell you what I am concerned with, depending on how training camp plays out, like we technically we have one big guarantee on, on our roster. So – I'm a little worried that Zoo may start to wear down just a little bit and won't be the Iron Man that he's been for us in the past. So I, I do – I am curious to see what our our bigs looking like. I'm curious to see what Moses Brown looks like. But um, I do wish we had a, a bit, another big guarantee on our on our roster just to not, um, be on the safe side. I'll, I'll let you go, Trent. I, I'm with him on that, but I also want to throw this out there. I've already been in touch – with Zeus camp. He is going to watch nothing but incredible Hulk movies for the next nine months. <laughs> is he, is he watching She-Hulk? He is going to play. Sure. He's going to play 32 minutes a game and be absolutely dominant. Here you go. Paul George I'm MVP. Waiting. It beats I'm... a Zubat most improved play. Ooh, I'm Boom. 58 wins. So, so what's your averages for Zoo this year? I, with if you give him 32 minutes a game, he's going to be up in the in the 16, 12, and two blocks, mm, and so a couple crazy. of assists too. That's solid. I would love that. Bro. I solid. would love that. Yeah, he he could actually get top five in the NBA in blocks if you give him like an extra 10 minutes a game. That's solid. I'm just ready, man. I'm ready Let's for the it. season, man. We're what 40 days away or something like that, bro. Training yeah. camp is like in three weeks or four weeks, something like that. It's over. I'm here. Like so. You, can it just... sucks, bro, because like it, like I live down the street from um from Honey, um, mm-hmm. and I I want to go and pull up so bad, like yo, like just let me, I'll sign whatever NDAs you need me to sign. <laughs> you can take my phone, bomber. You can keep the phone locked and you're in the safe. I just want to be there just to see some action, man. Like that's how badly I, I'm I'm ready for this stuff to start. So ready, bro. I uh, we haven't had any conspiracy theories on this pod in a while, so I figured we would we throw one out there. Ooh, I haven't heard anything relatively positive about Kawhi's status this offseason. I've heard people say I've heard I've heard some people say he's he looks like he's ready to go, but I haven't heard anything like the guy was supposed to. Timeline, timeline wise, supposed to be doing five on fives, probably in April, May, and in, in like late June, he wasn't doing five on fives yet. Uh, 
they could be just being extremely cautious. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he tweaks something. I don't know. I'm just throwing oh. it out there that maybe Kawhi might not be ready for the season. Or oh, that's still too. Heard, that's two months away. From what I heard, he he's planning on playing in post in preseason games. Um, be ready. Uh, for like, like for me, like you, Kawhi, man, I'm like, ready. You're not going to hear nothing until it's go time. Like this is the yeah. same guy that committed to San Diego State, and having spoken to the coaches all summer, he then just showed up. On campus one day, like yo, I'm yep. ready to go. So like with, with Kawhi, you you yeah. never know what you're gonna get from. Bro. His, his knee status is somewhere in a safe at Mar Lago. Like that's 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 where it is. I'm, I'm, I'm super like y'all have no idea, man, how excited I am. Like to go even to I'm gonna go to away games. I'm here for the home games. I'm gonna be uh the traveling gypsy for oh. this whole season. I cannot wait. Well, we we haven't had this a guy. schedule where the Clippers play on my birthday in years and we plan on my birthday. It's not at home, so I get to travel. So I'm going to Dallas, Ooh. and I promise you, oh. it's it's about to go up. So if any of you guys want to come with me, January 22nd, I'm going to Dallas. Fire! It's your birthday. Yeah. Oh, you're three days after me. Nice. Oh uh, well, if we do not go with you, please be safe. Uh, Always. Te- Texas is wild. Yeah, uh, I have I have family that live out there, so oh, I think cool. I'm good. All right, good. I don't uh, does does anyone you guys haven't been on the pod in about a month, maybe a few weeks? Like, is there any Clippers thing that you just wanted to get off your chest before we head out? Like anybody? Um, sure. I I got I'm filled with hope. I'm filled mm-hmm. with hope. I'm filled with change. I'm filled with love yes, it. I can. I'm you carry the hope things. for me. I love it. Yeah. I'm filled with those things because hey. We won 42 games last year, 42 and 40. We only had 31 games of Paul George. We had five games of Norman Powell. Yes, sir. We had zero games from Kawhi Leonard. We had zero games. We had zero games from from John Wall. If you think about it, what what subtractions from what we had last year do we have? We have we're missing Eric Bled, so we're going to miss Bled because we loved him. Justice Winslow, come on, good story. Not mm-hmm. exactly the most positive player for us, but hey, it is what it is. We're going to miss Serge Ibaka. Mm, not really. We, we're going to miss Isaiah Hartenstein. That's a mm-hmm. legit loss. I'm sorry. But what do we have this year that we didn't have last year? We're going to have Kawhi Leonard. We're going to have John Wall. We're going to have 60-plus games of, of Norman Powell and 60-plus games of Paul George. We're going to have more Robert Covington. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more this year than there was Preaching. last year. We're going to have a team where the, the Sunday, role players, man. the role mm-hmm. players have had a full season of being that guy, that role. That Hell team. yeah! Hell yeah! And the, now they're ready to go. The so, Reverend, oh, I look at it, Trent. The Reverend look at Trent Maddox. The Reverend Trent Maddox. Regular. I look at it, Trent, as it being that eighteen, what that nine, that nineteen twenty nineteen. Yeah, eighteen nineteen, where the Clippers overachieved. They took the Warriors to six games and. And we landed Kawhi and Paul George as a free agent. I look at it very similar to that, just with better construction, better cohesion, and, and a better, better coaching. Coach. This is exactly how I look at it, and I feel that this may be the year, man. Like, I'm, I'm ready for it. Like, I'm, I'm with all the hype. I'm more hyped about this team than I was when we first got Kawhi and Paul George. I'm more hyped about our chances of winning. I think the regular season is about to be a, a blast. I hope that the Clippers bring back the um the behind the scenes stuff that they do mm-hmm. with the yeah. um the footage that they were doing. Um, That's I'm another just ready thing. for it. 
our, our support staff, the guys, the people that we don't talk about, the men and women behind the behind the scenes that are doing stuff like making these hype videos and setting up the promotions and things like that, that even that team is great, top yeah. notch. Uh, and we've got Chuck the Condor, who's the mascot of the year. Culture, culture setter right there. You know what? Come on, brother. He's preaching. Let's go yeah, do it. I'm, you know what? The way I look at it, uh, not to kill, not to kill your momentum. It's okay. Uh, uh, is it's okay. We, I, I talk pers- you guys into running through a wall all day. I all personally day. feel like this is their championship window. This is their championship year. We could all we could, the only thing that we can do is underachieve if we do not win that championship. Like it's it's different. Like last year, all we could do is overachieve. This year, I feel like all we could do is underachieve if we do not yeah. win that championship. So it, yeah. to me, it's one of those things. It's like I believe in them. I think they can do it. They just right. need to show me now. Run it. Bro, like they was good enough last year to win 42 games with everything that was going on. Like, you you get what I'm saying? Like, we're we're gonna be better this year. And it's it's just it's just a special time. And I just feel different about this group, man. I'm happy for it. And guys are committed, guys are locked in, you know. Like you see you see it with the offseason, like the leadership, like Paul Jersey become a much, much better leader, you know what I'm saying? Like John Wall is like not coming in with egos like he's leaving that stuff at the door you know like it's it's just good man i'm happy i'm happy to see it and i'm excited i can't wait i'm hype let's go you got any you got any that jake or you good um <laughs> dude, i'm just hype i'm hype i'm i'm with these guys i want to run through a wall like i'm ready to win i'm ready to just be the yankees I'm legit i'm ready to be the yankees bro i'm ready to just win and yeah. take it home and it is what it is you know uh i got um I was going to ask you guys one more thing, but you know what? I forgot it. Oh, okay. I remember it now. Is it safe to assume Marcus Morris will be at training camp? He'll yes. be here. I think he'll yep, be here. I think he'll so. be here. He'll be here. All right. Look like, like Marcus Morris got a lot of slack um, for, you know, his lack of defense and rebounding and rightfully so, but he, he's not a lot for this team, man. Like he, he carried a load for us a lot last year. He, even, when we had Kawhi and PG in the playoffs, like he made, he had big games, he had big shots. Same with Reggie, man. It's, you know, you have these together, and I'm pretty sure Marcus is welcoming, like, oh, man, I got a full season where I can take a less of a role, you know, and be probably more efficient and more productive, but in a lesser role, I'm with it. So I'm, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, yep. I think these guys are buying in, they're starting to understand, like, the big picture, and they're, they're ready, and I'm ready, and we are ready. Absolutely. I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw this at you. Marcus Morris's line from that New Orleans playing game. He played 43 minutes, 17 seconds, shot nine of 20, 27 points, nine rebounds, five assists, only one turnover. Balling. Yeah. And tell me that when the season was on the line, he was there. Shut up. Yep. And it was a close game, man. It wasn't like like they was like beating our heads in like that it was a very winnable game for us they and, fought like hell and when we were in the bubble marcus morris is the person i felt like i could count on the most to be the most efficient player on the court at times and and he stepped up and Kawhi got hurt last year and he stepped up in the play on this play in this year uh yeah i i, I really do hope he's there and i really do hope like if we're just going to run with this deep team all the way through that we we don't even do too much at the trade deadline, but you know, we always do. 
We always do. <laughs> uh, on that note, this is the LA Clips Forum. Uh, you can find our podcast where you find your podcast, and you can find us on Twitter at LA Clips Forum. Uh, this was a cool, like, you know, I don't want to say round table. It's like there's only four of us. It's like a square table. Or technically, we could be at a rectangle table. Uh, maybe we could just be, maybe we could just be like at a bar sitting, you know, like a little there setting you there, yeah. you know? Uh, because I, I feel like round table is like everybody else's thing. This isn't, you know, we have to be different, you know, for the sake of being different. Uh, Jake, you dropped some baseball shirts. Yeah, I dropped some baseball stuff. Uh, it's still out, so hopefully you guys enjoy it. And uh, new, new Clipper stuff on media day, so I'm hyped for that. Woo! There you go. Trent, you got a project? I got new stuff coming. Follow me on Twitter to keep a hold. Keep hold. The irony is my Twitter handle is outdated now. It's at drunken underscore. I don't even drink right now. So I'm going to start to having rally beers when necessary during the season. But until then, I'm still clean, brother. Uh, so but follow me at drunken underscore Trent. We'll, we got hashtag mocktails. Mocktails. I'm going to have a lovely herbal tea. Yeah, you're gonna have some uh, rally Aquaf- Aquafinas, like <laughs> rally the sunny waters. Who knows? Who knows? Okay. Rally herbal tea. Yeah. Rally. Uh, yeah. I'm not supposed to do carbonation either. So. Oh, that's rough. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dama, you working on anything? <laughs> um, yeah, I got some stuff coming real soon. Um, just look out for me um, on Twitter. I'm gonna um, start promoting stuff real, real soon. So just be on the lookout. Dope, dope, dope. Good to hear. Uh, we want to appreciate everybody who listens to the pod. You guys could be doing anything with your time, but you're spending it with us. And I appreciate everyone who listens to the jingle at the beginning, but still stays for the rest of the pod. And we will have a Patreon coming out next month. I've already started sunning it up a little bit. Uh, it will just be $3 a month. We'll have two extra pods. Anyone who's part of the Patreon will be part of our fantasy basketball league coming up. And you'll basically have first dibs on anything you want in terms of the pod. For example, if we're giving tickets away, we're going to hit the Patreon first. If we're giving t-shirts away, we're going to hit up the Patreon first. If we're doing, if, if you want to ask a question on the pod and we only have time to ask, uh, answer a few questions, we're going to hit up the Patreon first instead of Twitter. Like, so if you want to be interactive, like, you know, there's a lot of Clippers podcasts, but we want to be one of the most interactive and community-based podcast this is meant to be a community uh it's three dollars you i feel like people spend three dollars on anything you know you there's three dollars that go away in your account by apple or something every month and you don't even realize it so i i just want you know like if you want to be part of that go for it if not like we'll still be on twitter this podcast will still be released on all your platforms but if you wanted to be basically part of the la clips form extended universe and be a form friend go ahead and do so and uh i want to thank damo jake and trent for being on this pod i want to uh i appreciate damo for uh liking my intros and uh and thank you trent for our outro namaste peace we're out thank you for joining brian andrew and jesse sandoval for this episode of la clips forum for all the over and backs Loose balls, clear paths, and tip-ins. Catch LA Clips Forum every week. The podcast for fans, by fans. Clipper Nation, we'll catch you on the rebound. Oh yeah.